prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking now with Pat Malloy in our player development segment. Pat, thanks for coming on the show again. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, the topic this week is passing foundations, off-the-puck data collection and execution. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with those terms, I could give a little explanation and background of what that means in terms of you know, from an evaluation and a player development standpoint. Yeah, I mean, from a foundational standpoint, one of the things when developing a prospect, you know, analyzing a prospect's performance and then, you know, building a development plan in order to help them reach the next level, you know, foundational skills in terms of their ability to pass the puck come into play. So, you know, hand skills, puck skills, passing skills, a lot of them are are interrelated, but the big thing that, that I'll look at is you know, passing foundation. How are they at having an adaptable skill set in terms of hand placement, top hand placement, ability to move pucks through and around people? You know, clear pass options are, are great. What we find, you know, the higher that you need to to play in the lineup, the higher leagues that you'll play in. If you're trying to get to the National Hockey League, you better be able to pass around and through people. And so those things can't be done with poor foundational skills, hands away from your body no deception in your movement, no ability to change angle via reach or, or, or those sorts of things. So passing through and around people from a foundational standpoint would be certainly one of the things that we want to key on and focus when we're building that development plan. Uh, Pat, there's a, a player in the name Jakob Brabanek. He's, he's a Czech player who some scouts think somewhat highly of, but I have a huge issue with his game. And it's that he's a good playmaker, but he lacks the ability to mask his passing options behind his hands, his hands when he's rocking the puck back and forth, when he's basically the, the term I like to use is skill chaining or another term for this in the development world would be shouldering. Uh, so using his hands in combination with his passing to mask the placement of the pass. Is that something, uh, th- basically I've seen it in Mason McTavish's game. So is that something that you look at and you say, okay, we need to get the hand speed so they can complement the passing. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that that will will take a lot of of time to break down is, you know, hand placement. If If you're carrying a puck and you're in a spot where your hands have bled out from your body, you don't have great top hand activation in terms of being active in the top hand wrist to be able to disguise some of the things you're trying to do while manipulating, that's going to show up in performance. The other thing is, is if you're someone that gets the puck away from your body as a, as a a basis for the way you carry pucks, and then you've got to kind of reload to pass and that takes time. It's, it's often, you know, the play that you see and you're trying to make is gone by the time you've sort of readapted or reoriented your body to be able to make that play. So one of the things that, you know, I'll talk a lot about multiple threat posture. And I know that that we've touched on posture and its varying senses in terms of skating base and skill base and some of those things, you know, in our talks week to week here, and it'll be something we continue to touch on, but making sure we've got the ability that you know, we don't have to reload ourselves in order to pass a puck. We're in a posture, we're in a stance that allows us to deliver a pass as well as be able to shoot or manipulate around someone without having to really change our whole compactness of movement or our our posture per se. Pat, in in some previous segments, we've talked about hand placement in terms of passing. And can you talk a little bit about that in terms of 
passing foundation, how important it is, not just the placement of your hands, but how you grip your stick and where it is and the ability to move your wrists effectively. How does that impact passing foundations as well? You know, it really, it'll boil back to a lot of, you know, the bottom hand we all know is your power hand, our top hand in terms of its activity is really a, you can really see it in a, in an accomplished puck skill player versus one that's, that's struggling for execution. The ability to cup cradle, be active in that top hand, disguise, um, release of whether it's a shot or a pass, and, and ultimately, you know, have angle on your stick blade created from that top, top hand wrist to be able to get a puck where you need it to go, whether it's through, over, or around someone. And then the bottom hand with the power, you know, the big thing for me is, is you know, if you watch someone that seems to struggle with the puck, if you really key on that top hand, you'll start to see whether there's a dead top hand or is it active. And, you know, a dead top hand, a still top hand probably tells us that they're a little bit more of a shovel-based player. They're not really doing a lot to manipulate uh, or, or to create touch for the puck. And then, you know, one of the things I'll see common amongst, you know, great puck handlers is a high top hand elbow. Again, flattened out stick blade, creating leverage, pucks a little bit closer to you. And you can always move it away if you need to. But starting from a, a position of strength is always something for me that, you know, especially for simple passes per se, where you're just trying to play at the pace of play, move a puck, distribute it firm and flat, you know, those things are certainly going to aid in that execution. Pat, can you talk about some of the hand skills that relate to uh, not just the forehand passing aspect, but the backhand pass? What, what specifically within the hands and, the, and your arms and your shoulder rotation are you looking for with backhand passes? Again, it's, you know, I'm always a big believer of foundation. And so, you know, again, going back to some of those intrinsic habits of, of higher performing puck handlers, you know, the top hand elbow being high pucks a little closer, again, creating flat blade, but also gives you leverage and strength. And of course, you, you know, you can always extend your hands as needed, but if your hands are constantly extended and you're, and you're always trying to regain strength by bringing it back closer to your body, you know, it becomes something where you're costing yourself time. Those habits are certainly ones that, that aren't going to pay you back. And so from a backhand perspective, ensuring that we've got field of vision, we're not closed off with our bottom hand shoulder. There's a rotational you know, component to our trunk moving and being able to keep us flat and level in terms of not having a extended stick blade where maybe I'm just passing off my heel. What you'll see is, is the best passers in the world seem to always be the most balanced as well. Now, there's always single leg or dynamic movement involved sometimes when we take, you know, deliberate or incidental contact or we're, we're pushing through coverage. But, but ultimately, you know, one thing, you know, when you think of a good passer, you think of a, a Nick Backstrom, for instance, when's the last time he was off balance as a, a night by night play? You know, he typically finds himself imbalanced and you watch the quality of his passes I really think they're, they're, they're dictated by his ability to have rotational movements and stay balanced within himself um, to distribute pucks to places that he's trying to. Uh, can you explain to me why that there, there's not more players in the NHL that are better at making plays off their backhand, particularly passing? Is that something that's just coming through our, our player development, little kids all the way through junior and, and beyond? You know, it, it's, it's a great question. And, and, you know, I've talked about it at the hockey Canada level in terms of, you know, talking about development plans from grassroots right up to pro 
you know, obviously at the pro level, it becomes a do the things I need to do to survive and, and fulfill the role given to me. And oftentimes it can, you know, that can be the end all be all. When you think about backhand training in young players, for sure, number one, it's, it's dry. It's, it's a lot like learning to skate properly. It's a dry, boring topic a lot of times because, you know, the downside to notoriety of the game in terms of seeing all the fancy moves and the toe drags and the different stuff that, that really get interest drawn to our game is that a lot of times the most functional stuff is the stuff that we overlook. So practicing backhand plays and, and movement and rotation and, and learning the proper ways from a postural standpoint to deliver and receive backhand passes is something that's not necessarily as attractive to a young player. So it's making sure that a foundation is poured and no skip, steps are skipped. You know, no different than, than making sure someone's built that and poured that foundation from a skating perspective so that, you know, when you start, you know, I often I'll say to young players, it's kind of like building a house. You don't start to frame before you've, you've poured the foundation. And so for me, backhand play is, is really something that's a foundational piece because what we'll talk about is, is what you do on the forehand. You've got to be able to do on the backhand and anybody that I've talked to across the country. And, and we talked about at the hockey Canada level, one of the sort of missing pieces that we've all identified from coast to coast has been, you know, passing skills as young Canadian players is something that going forward, we've certainly wanted to pay attention to and, and, and place some emphasis on. Uh, but once again, Pat, thanks for coming on our show. We really appreciate the insight. Uh, look forward to speaking to you next week and, and stay safe. You as well. Take care. That's Pat Malloy, player development and skills coach. We're going to take a quick break on Hockey Prospect Radio, and we'll be right back.